Hello and welcome to the Main Course Podcast. I'm your host, Jake Stanley, and I'm joined today by Dakota Edgar. Yo, yo, Josie Francis. What's up, guys? We're a weekly podcast about the music industry, new releases, uh, and anything going on that might impact independent artists. Uh, we drop these every Thursday on podcasting platforms, and we live stream them every Tuesday on Twitch, so make sure you tune in. Uh, this week, we're going to be talking about a bunch of new music that's come out. Um, pretty crazy lawsuit uh, with PNB Rock and YFN Lucci. Um, as well as a uh, Kanye West insane valuation by Bloomsburg uh, last week. Uh, before we dive into it, though, Dakota, do we have anything uh, we want to touch on from last week? Uh, no, I think we're good in we're terms of follow-ups. Perfect. Then let's dive into the, the new releases, man. Let's do it. Uh, so first up, uh, probably the thing I listened to the most over the last couple of days, Benny the Butcher album uh, or project, I guess, uh, with harry fraud so harry fraud produced the whole thing uh the plugs i met too the first song intro song when tony met sosa super dope uh plug talk with two chains very good uh i also really like longevity with french montana and, and jim jones and when i heard yes, jim jones i was like i was like is this jim jones and i looked down you know as it's flown across the ticker i'm like oh yeah it is um <laughs> So really throwing me back to like sixth grade, we fly high, you know? Um, and then I do like the song with Fat Joe too, talking back. Um, but did you hear about, so did you hear about he caught a lot of flack for that? Uh, no. So he's got this li- line on there that's like, basically references the Wuhan virus. Ah. Um, but he, and he like responded, he was like, yeah, like I wrote that verse like a year ago. Right. when they were calling it that like before it was even <laughs> called covid because well, he was getting like all sorts of like you know hate like Yo, yeah how yeah, are bad you timing you're just for sure really yeah. bad timing like really bad timing um but he was like yeah i wrote that like a year ago meant no disrespect to the asian community like at all um so yeah that was interesting but all in all um harry fraud absolutely killed the production and I mean, Benny the Butcher just keeps cranking. Um, yeah, I'm excited to check this one out. I haven't had a chance yet, but they're doing crazy numbers. Um, I feel like he was like the third or fourth most biggest streaming debut or project, debut project week or whatever last week. Um, yeah. Third or fourth, right? On Spotify US. So probably going to be some of Griselda's biggest numbers yet, which is impressive. Yeah. And it was, I, I think it was a top rap album on, on iTunes over the weekend too. So yeah. Um, so yeah, definitely recommend checking that one out. Um, kind of surprised you haven't yet, Stanley. But yeah, whatever. I kind of forgot to listen to it, honestly. Like I have it downloaded and everything, and I listened to a bunch of music today and yesterday, and that one just totally slipped my mind to click on. I, I don't know if it's just maybe the album art just didn't really pop for me, you know? I mean, it is yeah. a pretty, it's pretty <laughs> flat. Um, but uh, for some reason, just did not even see that in my library. He really much. likes the, he really likes the, you know, just the white bar over the eyes i feel like he had that over his yeah. face in the last one too 100 percent bad. yeah <laughs> i feel it um next up uh 1176 the guap dad album uh really enjoyed this one too we talked about the first single how many a couple weeks ago um the second single came out uh, i want to say like last week so the week before that it dropped and i was like man I really like the first single and this is, this song is not it for me. Um, I was like, this just has, it has to be a joke. And I'm, I, I, I stand by that, that I think it's a joke. 
Um, but the rest of the project uh, was really good, I, in my opinion. I, I really liked uh, Catching Bodies, Touch Doe, uh, Uncle Ricky might be my favorite song. Um, and then uh, Chicken Adobo is the, is the one that he did the, the music video for, which was kind of funny too. Um, so yeah, I mean, definitely a cool project. Uh, I think 1176 is like his, his like home address where he grew up in, uh, in Oakland. So, um, pretty cool album art too, with like, it's, it looks like his childhood home and like the city of San Francisco basically like on fire in the background. Yeah. Um, I, I gave this one a one full listen through so far and I, I, I liked it a lot. I think I'm still like trying to figure out like what, who like who Guap Dad 4000 is a little bit, you know, like sound yeah. wise and everything. Cause I really like the last project too, but they were like four standout songs. that sounded totally different than the rest of the project. And I feel like the more I listen, I mean, this one's definitely more cohesive than that one, but I still feel like I'm feeling a little bit of the same way where it's going to be like two or three solid playlist ads, but not sure if this is the project that I come back to, you know, in full uh, time and time again. Yeah. I mean, I, maybe it's cause you know, I drove, I drove down from Denver right. on Sunday I, listen, I mean, I just listened to this a lot. <laughs> I was in the car a lot over the weekend. Um, but no, I mean, I, I definitely I definitely enjoyed it. Um, but I, I definitely get what you're saying a little bit. Is like, he's kind of, he is all over the place. Like the, one of the funny songs is like, it's called Chandler. And he goes, I don't know exactly how it goes, but at one point he goes, Phoebe. And then he just goes, Chandler, as an ad, <laughs> ad lib. Like, and I'm like, you name the song after that ad lib? Like... Okay. <laughs> I respect um, that. Yeah, good friends reference. He's definitely, a, he's definitely a funny dude. Like, I, I would definitely enjoy hanging out with him. Um, yeah, no, I feel that fully. And, uh, I mean, yeah, after, I mean, he did the Peter Sun collab, which was dope too, so. But I definitely feel like he's slowly climbing his way up the underground hip-hop ladder right now. Like, you guys ever played Mortal Kombat before? Uh, yeah. You remember, like, whenever Josie, you, like, what? What? I'm not a big gamer. Sorry to let you guys. Know. I had it. I had it like on like the Sega. Like it was like my dad's like Sega. Like I don't know, handheld back in the day. Game Gear, Game Gear, and it's like when you start the campaign, it like shows you like a ladder of like all ten people you have to fight. You know, with like the final boss at the top. He's like halfway up that ladder right now. You know what I mean? He's got to get to the top, top of the underground ladder. I'm trying to figure out who that boss would be right now. Who's the top of the underground ladder? Who's at the top? I mean. I, Freddie Gibbs got nominated for a Gibbs, Grammy. Yeah, it's true. Like, I don't know if he's a. T- it'd be like, like Chance or something. It'd be like someone who like got stuck and like you know got a little stuck in the underground. I've like, never made it all the way, all the way out. <laughs> if I know, you guys see that video on a side note of Kanye streaming at Chance last no. week? Yeah, like, I, I don't know when really the video is from, but the video just leaked online like last week. It's super <laughs> funny. Kanye is like playing the new project or whatever, and Chance Chance goes like, "Yo, I think it'd be really dope." kind of goes sit the fuck down he's oh he's like he's like your last album bombed like i'm not listening to anything you say right now like i'm this is my project like we're doing it my way um it was amazing it was really funny damn they they reconciled later in the video but i was about to say just really putting them on blast like you had to cancel your tour (laughs) it was it was oh really funny i feel bad for chance but it was i mean it was i feel like totally unasked for but (laughs) definitely funny uh, Soul Sam wants to point out that Rocky Fresh might also be someone who qualifies near the top of that underground ladder. Um, I also think Saba is someone who's rapidly ascending it, um, who I know we're going to talk about a little later. But yeah, for sure. Sorry to interrupt. Uh, no, you're good. Uh, so it was kind of also a decent week for like these producer rapper collabs because DDG um, 
So I don't know if you guys know who that is. He had that Moonwalking and Calabasas song, which is on this uh, project, but it, right. that came out a couple months ago, I think. But this whole project was produced by OG Parker. Uh, this one was super cool too. I really like uh, uh, the third song with Yachty. Rule number one is super cool. Uh, Get what you want with PNB Rock, also dope. And then, I mean, the song with 2K Baby is also pretty sick. Let them go. Uh, there's also a 42 Doug song and a Tyler Yahweh song. So kind of some crazy, crazy yeah. features. Like I feel like I don't know a ton about him. No, like yeah. at all. Um, like really, the first time I'd ever heard of him was the, that Moonwalking Calabasas song which has a uh, blue face on the remix. So I only saw this album because you had listened to it on Apple music and it popped up in my like feed. You should so listen to it. Yeah. 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 So I haven't listened to this one yet either, but I wasn't in the features. I mean, they're pretty wild. Yeah. Um, no, I mean, he, yeah. I mean, he's kind of, yeah, I can't really put my finger on, on his either. He, it kind of reminded me of that. Uh, um, God, what I think his name is like, uh, I'm not, I, now I'm going to totally blank on his name. The guy who sings Corvette, Corvette. Mm, yeah, that name also. That, yeah. I know the song. That, I list, well, I listened to that project too, and it kind of reminded me of like that. Like you're thinking like yeah. his style is like really like one way, and then he kind of slows it down and like does this kind of singing thing, and you're like, oh, okay. Um, so kind of interesting. Not not really sure. Uh, worth checking out. My finger on his style, but oh, definitely worth checking out. Like I, I definitely enjoyed the project. Okay. Um, but yeah, like I said, probably just need to hear and see a little bit more from him before I can really kind of pinpoint, um, you know, right where where I stand on him overall and kind of like what his style is. Feel that. And so, sorry, is DDG and it's OG just Parker? DDG? Is that so? There's two people. Is one of them? No, OG Parker is a producer. Okay, cool. Yeah, I'll check it out then. Yeah, die for respect. Um, and then the last one and. It's crazy that I'm listing this one fourth, but I really did probably listen to this one least, but was still super solid. Uh, to Kill a Sunrise, yeah, uh, Code of the Friend. Um, yeah, I definitely like, I think the first song really just like, it's definitely my favorite. Yeah, well, it was but, like, down the best song. Really caught me off guard. I was like, this is kind of like the hardest song I've ever heard from him. I agree. Like yeah, more energy than he's ever you know, exhibited. Prior. a lot more like aggressive energy too like right. not just because usually he's just so it's all just kind of boppy right slow vibes yeah chill, chill, chill rap yeah mellow bars um, yeah and this was not that but i definitely enjoyed it wolves is my favorite i really like hate which is the second song um Glow, what what you saying those are probably my favorite ones but overall uh pretty good and it was nice too because the last project was what like 10 songs but it was only yeah. like 15 minutes super short. so they're all like a minute and 10 seconds to maybe two minutes so it was like nice to actually hear like a, a more complete body of work i think I like i liked wolves and the cold are the two that i yeah that one's good too that i checked <clears throat> um yeah it was cool i think it's it's really funny because he really like harps on the Jay-Z inspiration. Um, and, and he mentions Nas as well on Wolves. Um, but I really hear the Nas in this project for me. Um, and I don't know if that's partially just because Static's like the, you know, makes those kind of more Nas-esque, Illmatic, Stillmatic-esque, uh, maybe it was written almost, esque uh, beats more so than Jay-Z beats. But Coda's flow is really cool, but it's definitely just more of a kind of like, I mean, he's very rhythmic, right? He, he's always on beat and therefore it just reminds me a lot more of Nas, right? Like the coolest thing about Jay-Z is that his flow was like had no rhythm at all like he just would skip rhymes or bars you know just 
on a whim, which is what made him so cool. I like, and I know we're gonna talk about Saba later, but Saba, his new songs remind me a lot more of Jay Z um, than than Coda's. But yeah, and definitely gonna listen to Warped a bunch. <clears throat> also, whole project by Static Selecta. Yeah. So once again, the the producer rapper combo really coming through this week. Yeah, it's been like the last two years have made a lot of producer rapper albums. I feel like I mean maybe just the pandemic lends itself to that. Um, yeah, but it feels like it's up your rising trend. But I mean, three that we just talked about right in a row. Yeah, like, yeah, and Harry Fraud's been on quite a few of them, to be honest. Didn't he do the Lupe album last year? Was that him? Oh, no, he did the currency one. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I mean, sense. yeah, he absolutely shredded that. It, it, it did the action Butcher one. project, but Josie, how about you? Just here to report on Justin Bieber's new album. Yes, <laughs> love to hear about it. You guys are not surprised. Um, yeah, this came out last week when I was like chilling by the pool so it's kind of appropriate like good tunes for that environment um nothing like super different than what we're used to but i was satisfied i'm a big believer um i think my favorite ones are die for you with dominic fike i really yes. like that one um peaches with daniel caesar is also yeah, I watched a the video really really fun one um and then, yeah, I mean, we've heard Holy, we've heard Lonely, Lonely, I still love, which is how yeah. that like wraps up. Um, Loved by You is a good one too. Um, yeah, a lot of it seems like a little love story to Haley, just like all about her for the most part, which is cute, I guess. Um, and that's, yeah, that's why I just don't get the name at all. No, me either. And then there's like more, like MLK, like you know, yeah. and like I, it's two, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's just it's like the off. it's the intro, and then there's an interlude. Right? Uh huh. And then the yeah. song after the interlude is "Die for You," which just like I don't know. I'm like, there's so many people that like collabed on this album with him that obviously like. Yeah, having the MLK cool. writing credits though is pretty <laughs> is pretty epic. That's something <laughs> for sure. Um, yeah. I mean, it's interesting because MLK's daughter came out, you know, and supported Justin. And I mean, they're putting a bunch of money towards uh, several causes, um, you know, in support of, of his beliefs, you know, so I, <laughs> there's something there. But yeah, I, it definitely doesn't sit super well with me, but. Um, yeah, it's a little like insensitive <laughs> and like what, yeah. like, what does that have to do with like your Anything. song about Ailey? Like, <laughs> I mean, as a Canadian dude, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> White Canadian dude. It's definitely tough yeah, it's to, to kind of reconcile. Uh, what he's got going on there but uh i mean i heard the album's good how, how do you think it compares to the last release changes right was the last one changes the last one um i think this one was more fun like more good features like we have chance we have kid Leroy. that was another one that oh, i yeah. really liked. i was about to say yeah yeah that i like was surprised that, that was happening yeah dominic pike who like has been one of my favorites kind of the past like year or so um i really like pieces that's just like a fun bop on this so i think i think i would prefer this one. It's also been a minute since I've listened to Changes. Um, I'm like trying to think. I don't know. But um, Changes had some signs that were just a straight up train wreck. So from what I've heard of this one so far, I think it yeah. just sounds a little bit like yeah. more baked, you know? Yeah, um, it's nothing like crazy. It's like what you would expect from him. But I like when he puts on new music and I like the features and it's interesting because I think Changes didn't really have all that many collaborators on it, right? Like, yeah, the, the not guy, that I'm like Pooh Bear like wrote most of the songs. Justin 
also co-wrote a lot of the songs, right? And this one, every song has like a bunch. <laughs> and it feels like someone was like, all right, man, like we gave you a shot, like didn't really come out how we wanted it to. Like, let's let's go back to the way we used to do these albums. <laughs> yeah, so there's Travis Scott, um, last one, Kalani, Post Malone. I don't even like- Wait, vote. Um, yeah. Uh, but I was a fan. And then the other one that I listened to a lot this week was Cantrell's Over the Country Club. I love it all That came out. Um, I feel like she's like so consistent with like her sound, but this yes. is like a little bit more like subdued. Um, basically all about like escaping LA and like getting time back and just like getting away from it all. Um, I really like the first track on it white dress and then the fifth one wild at heart i think those are my two favorites um but yeah i've been a lot of fan um, for a while so i like listening to anything new she puts out and it wasn't anything crazy but really nice and big fan i think she's had kind of a tumultuous year yeah of uh, controversy uh yeah yeah. Just some of her various takes on on BLM and other things definitely haven't flown super well. Um, but, yeah, I haven't uh, heard of really anything about this album in terms of like people talking about it. I don't know if you guys have, but yeah, well, she she like announced it and then like the same day put that like note thing up about how like she feels like she was like marginalized or something. And it was like it was last summer. It was just like it was like whenever she had to delay the album. I feel like too there was a bunch of like bad press surrounding kind of the initial rollout for this project i feel like so and that was like that was a year ago i think, I think uh, probably like eight, six to eight months ago okay. i can't exactly yeah. remember um but i just remember like every week like there's like two or three weeks straight where like <laughs> consistently she kept her name kept coming up in like a bad way it kept being like she really just needs to like get off instagram for like a couple weeks here yeah um, maybe just... she should leave la and, like, right <laughs> yeah uh, but no, I'll, I'll probably check the project out eventually. I feel like, uh, yeah, like you said, Monodora is super consistent. So yeah. I'm always kind of curious, like what people are listening to. I feel like Monodora is like one of those things that no one ever like bumps, you know, in public or anything, but everyone's definitely listening to her numbers are pretty serious. So, mm-hmm. and um, she gets thrown in and, like a lot of like those radios yeah. or playlists too that like she'll pop up on. I'm like, oh shit. It was really wow. summertime sadness that made me want to gouge my eyes out. That the remix, that song, oh my God. Like that summer, it was on the radio every like, yeah three or four songs oh my god brutal yeah and it was just like it's like such like a, i know it's like kind of supposed to be ironic you know <laughs> but it's like such an ironic song that like really just couldn't help laugh every time i heard it it's like this a super somber song and this has that edm drop <laughs> yeah <laughs> um so but yeah i'll give it a listen <laughs> yeah um yeah this week so yeah i listened to the code of the friend project a couple times um but besides that uh, I listened to this new Star album a decent amount. So Star is like one of the biggest hip hop songwriters in the game. So she has she she's written she wrote the Beyonce verse on the Savage remix, for example. Um, she wrote Pick Up the Phone, uh, Fake Love by Drake, um, Two Phones by Kevin Gates, a uh, bunch of other Beyonce songs, Young Thug, Travis Scott. Uh, she did four songs on Birds in the Trap, Same Night, besides Pick Up My Phone, uh, Pick Up the Phone. So definitely a super prolific songwriter. Uh, but she just dropped her debut album last week, fully independent. Um, which is pretty cool. The, I mean, the producers are serious, right? She's got everyone from, uh, she's got Skrillex, a bunch of, you know, the biggest producers in the world, but her vocals only, which is pretty cool. Um, and three standout tracks that I really liked were Forever, uh, Love Mania, and 56 Nights. Forever is like, kind of just like an up-tempo R&B hip-hop-esque track. Love Mania is kind of like, 
groovy almost like a little funk 56 nights is, is kind of like trap esque inspired but really cool project if you're looking for something like kind of down tempo um she, like i mean she's like the she created like the contemporary melody right like all the melodies that thug or chavis or these guys are using right she wrote all of them um that's so. a wild concept she created yeah. the contemporary melody i mean like, it's just like her voice like she like that's such a auto-tune. flex she relies on autotune a bunch but like in a really like cool way like where she just has these insane melodies in all of her songs um so i definitely recommend it's like it's very poppy like if you like kind of like you know i don't know yeah pop music these days um it's probably not not like lana del rey or justin bieber but it's still definitely in the pop realm i would definitely recommend checking this one out it's a it's like one of those albums that I'd probably listen to all the way through most of the time. There's not a bunch of songs that I would pick out one by one because they're all pretty, they're all like a minute and a half to two minutes long. They're all pretty short. Um, but collectively, it's a pretty cool project. Um, and then uh, Polo G, who I know has a feature we're going to talk about later, but he dropped this video on his YouTube, or technically this dude Ryan Allen, who filmed the video, dropped the video on YouTube. Um, but it's called For My Fans Freestyle. So it's just him rapping on like three beats from like recently popular songs from TikTok. First one's beatbox, second one's hoopty. And I, I honestly can't remember what the third one is. Um, but the first minute specifically is crazy. It's so it's him in Miami, probably pre-emergency lockdown. Um, and uh, it's a really dope freestyle. He sounds great. I mean, it's definitely one of the cooler songs that you know reminds me of like that old like little herb, little bibby, uh, you know, Reese, little Reese kind of sounds from Chicago in like 2013. Um, so definitely recommend checking that one out. And then IDK dropped a new single, Just Like Martin, uh, which which is also dope. I mean, if you're an ID, IDK fan, you should definitely check this one out. <laughs> yeah, that's, I mean, I feel like that's high praise from you because I feel like we've like talked about, ID, I feel like we've talked about IDK on here before though. And you're like, <laughs> not the biggest, not, not the biggest yeah. IDK fan. I really like, like, you remember that song Waves? Is there Wave, Waves IDK from like four years ago? Uh, Probably like maybe. 2017 um i really like that song this one really reminds me of that one okay got you it's kind of like it kind of has more of a melodic twist you know he's got a good it's got it's like a good song structure right like it, there's not a single part of it that like i don't like whereas like some of his songs like i'm like i don't know about the bridge or maybe the, the hook doesn't stick with me but this i mean this one's a good song all, all through and through um so definitely recommend checking there you go both those out seal of approval um anything else anyone's listened to before we uh dive into the news don't think so. No. All right. Well, if any of that stuff sounds interesting, please check out our playlists. Uh, we have Medium Rare, Dakwave Radio, and Deep Cuts. Uh, so three playlists, all available on uh, Spotify, Apple Music. You can find them through our Instagram at Wide, our website stakeholdwide.com. Uh, definitely check those out if you're looking for new music. And Coda, you want to take us into our favorite game show? Let's do it. So this week, Michelin or McDonald's. By now, for those who've listened before should uh, have caught on. But for those joining us for the first time, basically what we like to do is list uh, five songs and say, you know, either Michelin or McDonald's. Basically, if you you love it, you need it, it's fire, Michelin. If eh is all right, you don't love it, you probably never listen to it again. We call that McDonald's. Uh, so the first one, Headshot, Polo G, Favo, Fabio Foreign, and Lil TJ. I did not like it, but there wasn't like any like hook for me like I like it started out correct yeah Yeah. like it like it just like all (laughs) (laughs) I liked it in the beginning like maybe the first like 30 seconds like whoever was first I liked it okay yeah and then it kept going and then it was the end and I was like huh okay (laughs) 
And then I listened to it again and I was like, okay, yeah, I like it. And then by the end again, I was like, mm. so yeah, that's a, I don't that's know a where fair I, criticism probably. Okay. Yeah. I don't know like, where I stand. Probably not it's, Michelin. It's probably, this one's a Michelin for me for sure. Um, because I mean, it's just a dope collab and really it's Fabio foreign verse. It's crazy. Um, he's come so far from big trip or whatever. That song was, was something in 2019, but it was, I don't know if it was good necessarily. And now he's like really delivering like co coherent verses, uh, which I appreciate. Uh, but no, this is tight. I mean, three artists I like. Little TJ does does seem a little weird on the track. You know, it's definitely a different sound, but I like I like it. Ends the song in a, in a good way. I mean, little TJ though, him and Polo. I mean, he was he was on Pop Out, which was yeah. like Polo G's song that really blew him up. Yeah, I mean, it makes uh, sense from a collaborator yeah. perspective, but just sound wise, it's like you have sound like two wise, drill, yeah, I feel that two drill verses, then you have like a Philly, you know, whatever you call the post Uzi sound from Philly verse. But it, I mean, it's cool. I like it. Yeah, but I agree. The lack of a hook is weird. Um, well, and it, it it does feel just kind of like a little tossed together. I mean, I I yeah. I've listened to it a bunch. I definitely think it's Michelin. Um, but like the from what I've seen of like the snippets of the music video that like Lil TJ's put on his Instagram, like you it watched the music like, video, man. No, I haven't watched. No, I haven't watched the full thing. All right. Okay, but high high production, right? Yeah. Oh like, yeah like crazy <laughs> production top, yeah. i know so like over super over the top video production for something that sounds like they all just like went off on a on a beat that someone made in the studio like yeah i mean it, like they definitely that, weren't together know. i feel like when they made the song no probably not but like it it sounds like yeah. you know they all just like took you know 45 seconds hitting the hitting the track like so i don't know it's it just was kind of a funny concept to me to like feel have it feel kind of tossed together and then like go all out on the video have you have you guys seen it so yeah no one's seen the video have you guys seen the favorite the movie with um emma stone is that emma stone yeah favorite wait okay well there's like a there's like i, I don't know if there's a, a different illusion that they're like a different movie they're making an illusion to in the scene in this but there's a part where they're like shooting apples off the servants heads and it like it's like oh, it's kind of a niche niche reference um because that's exactly what emma stone does in that movie um so thought that was oh. interesting. I got to watch the music video and uh, the favorite, I guess. The really good movie. Uh, next up, Street Runner by Rod Wave. McDonald's. Oh, Jake just doesn't like Rod Wave. I'm <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm also like a little simp over here and the lyrics were like so <laughs> mushy. So I was like, cute. <laughs> yeah, no, I just don't like Rod Wave. You're right. Um, the beat's crazy. Like I was like, oh yeah, this is knocking for sure. And it's like, God, I just, just can't get behind the sound, man. I respect it for sure, but just it's not my kind of music, I think. I don't know. I, and that's not even true. I, I like songs in this general vein. I just, I don't know. Something, I mean, he's rapping about buying property in Michigan, man. It's like, I don't even know if it's a great time to be buying property in Michigan. Like, just <laughs> everything. I mean, a, lot of, a lot of concerns. <laughs> All right. Well, one for two there. Uh, Ziploc, Saba. Michelin. Yes. Like a lot. Yeah. I mean I, I like I like Ziploc more than the second track. Uh Rich what's it called? Rich uh, Rich Never Gets Older. Rich, Rich Never Yeah, something like that. Rich Don't Stop. Rich Don't Stop, yeah. I I definitely I thought I'd like Rich Don't Stop more the first time I heard it, but the more I listen, the more I can definitely listen to Ziploc all the way through. Whereas Rich Don't Stop after a couple of minutes. I'm not gonna move to the next one. Do you either of you guys watch the video for these ones? Yeah. Uh, I did, yeah. It's really, it was really cool. I kind of wish yeah. the sun had set during the second song or something. Like I feel yeah. like, I feel like a vibe change visually would have totally. been cool too. But yeah, because um, it's kind of a long time with him just on the roof. 
<laughs> the, like the weird like the geometrical shapes were cool like kind of yeah. scattered around the roof thought it was cool i mean it's crazy how consistent he's been this year yeah or the last year really and that's i mean that's what like three kind of two song releases in a row right three or four since like september yeah um but it's you know it's interesting because i was looking up album sales today because i was curious just talking about the Mortal combat ladder i was thinking about coda versus saba just in terms of sales wise i mean coda actually outsells saba I mean, Saba's never hit the Hot 200, the Billboard 200. Uh, whereas the Coda's last like full studio album, the one like a year ago, peaked at 162, which isn't good necessarily by any means, but you know, shows that he was obviously gaining support over time. And it looks like he's gonna probably debut somewhere in the top 50 if the Spotify streams or anything to any kind of indication uh, with this release. And you know, Saba still hasn't hit the hit the Billboard a single time, which seems crazy to me. And Saba's been around since like 2014, 2013, you know. 2012. Yeah, I was get, about to, yeah. Get, get like, comfortable drop like 2012 or 2013, comfort zone yeah. 2014. Um, just seems crazy. Because Go to the Friend kind of came out of nowhere for me a little bit. Yeah, I feel like, I mean, what was that first project? Um, I can't think of the name. It's like him holding a balloon. Yeah. It's like got like Colorado and New Orleans and all those songs mm-hmm. on it. Because that came uh, out like, uh, yeah, no, I don't, I don't know if that was, maybe that was the name. I'm not sure. But that came out in like 2018, right? Yeah, pretty sure. 2018 or 2019, losing yeah. track of time a little bit, but yeah, just seems weird to me. But you know, I, I still, I'm still praying Saba's up next. So. Uh, and then I got two more here. This one I just like randomly stumbled upon, but I thought it was cool. Uh, I don't want a party by Mike with just period. Mike. Yeah, period. This is, <laughs> this is you realize you realize this is Mike Stud, right? Oh no, I didn't. This it's is Mike, Mike Stud. Stud. This is Mike Stud's new single. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, never mind. Next up, I was like, I was like, huh? I was like, I mean, I watched the video for this too, and I was like, I didn't oh, watch the video. At I was all, like, oh, so that's I, that's Mike Stud, and I clicked it on. It came the, on like my yeah. Discover. And I was like, Wait, oh, is he like cool. rebranded? To he rebranded. Yeah, yep. But the YouTube channel is still Mike Stud, um, ah. so I pieced it together pretty fast. Plus, it just looks like Mike Stud uh, when you watch the video. You're like, that's obviously Mike Stud. I was so, just listening to it. I mean, yeah. Is the song bad? No. Uh, but it's just, but there's a couple bars in there that just, when you piece it all together, it makes a lot of sense. I can't, can't even remember them off the top of my head. They're not that impressive, but I mean, it, it kind of just sounds That's like, hilarious. I'm just like, if I'm going to listen to anything along these lines, like it's going to be Machine Gun Kelly or it's going to be something else. If I'm looking for like angsty, you know, white rap, <laughs> just, just isn't on my alley. <laughs> Sorry, Mike. Josie? Oh, that was good. I liked it. Michelin? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> soft, soft Michelin. Soft uh, Michelin. One star. And then uh, the last one on here, uh, Asthma Pump, Flow Million, Tay Money. I actually didn't listen to this one, so it's all you, Jake. The, yeah, Sorry. I put this one on here, so um, no one else listened to this one? Sorry, I really blew it. Uh, this, one, this one's uh, you know this I was one. running late right <laughs> this one's pretty funny i definitely recommend checking it out <laughs> uh, i mean i love flow millie um and i mean tame money's back apparently so yeah follow uh, up follow up for sure yeah we'll, we'll come back next week with the thoughts and impressions uh all right cool so we'll hop in the news so last week uh bloomberg came out with an article basically saying what kanye west's net worth was And they had him at $6.6 billion, uh, basically valuating, you know, kind of his 
clothing ventures at 4.7 billion. Um, I think music was, was, I don't, a couple hundred million yeah. for, for his, for his total catalog. Um, but I mean, pretty crazy. Like easy was around like three, three, three and a half billion. And then it right. was like another billion for the gap deal. Um, but then Forbes actually came out and said that it's probably more so like 1.6, which feels a lot yeah. more right. Yeah. Which would put um, him in like third, second or third is the richest black man in the U S or the world. Right. The uh, I think, I world. think the world probably. Yeah, Cause it's world. like the, it's like someone in Nigeria who's worth like 3.7 or something. And then there was a, one other man who's also worth several billion dollars. Um, <clears throat> yeah. I mean, even 1.6 1. 1. is a little high, but, um, but yeah, it was an interesting read from Forbes. I don't know if you read their response, like the whole article, but I mean, basically the way that Bloomberg arrived at the number, right. Is like, they're doing a valuation based off like a five, like a five year projection of Yeezy and Gap, right. Mm -hmm. And they're using the best, like, you know, usually do a scenario analysis and they're using like the best case scenario. So if, if Yeezy like does 120% of like what it's projected to sell, if Gap does 120% of what it's projected to sell, this is what his valuation would be. Um, which is like, well, and now, because technically the, the worth of it is based on that future value, right? So it's like, if you're going to buy, you know, Gap or whatever, uh, yeah, let's yeah. say you're going to buy Yeezy, you'd pay, you know, whatever their five or 10 year tail would be, um, you know, to compensate the owners of it now. Um, but yeah, it's an interesting, interesting little read. I mean, both those numbers seem astronomical to me. Um, you don't think one, you don't think 1.6 is really in play? I mean, he might, but it just seems like, I mean, his narrative is so confusing. Because he um, was, I mean, that's, yeah, I mean, it's like he was, I mean, what, like three years ago was in like 53 50 million, million, $50 million yeah. of debt in 2017 or 2018 when he left a Pablo job, 2016, probably 2016 now. So five years ago. Um, and I don't doubt that you can make money moves like this, but it just seems so crazy to me that, I mean, maybe it's just, he just doesn't talk, like Jay-Z doesn't yeah. talk about it as much, right? But for someone who appears to be like diversifying and continuing to invest, it seems bizarre to me that trying to be able to really leapfrog that aggressively over Jay-Z in terms of worth, right? And, and all to me, and I don't know their dynamic at all, so I don't want to pretend like I do, but it, it kind of feels like he's like purposely trying to like get under his skin a little bit because <laughs> he's like, I mean, they had that weird falling out and now it seems like they're cool again, but it's like, I mean, I think Kanye is just so tired of being left out of that like rich, like the top five wealthiest rapper thing because I mean, he was never really on that before. Yeah. He was like top 10, top 15 probably, but he's definitely i mean i would venture to say that jay-z's definitely a little bit more liquid than kanye yeah probably is. true that's a great point like i mean because i mean even though they're valuating even his you know net worth like he does not have yeah anywhere close to 1.8 billion dollars yeah like, no, that's an excellent came on part of too. what was that like doesn't Kim own part of Yeezy too? I don't know. I feel like I saw there was something else like in his. I thought there was something else in his thing that actually was some sort of interest that he had in her business. Oh yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, he he owns a stake in the makeup line or something, or is it closed? Yeah, I but I, I have this weird memory of like him gifting her, like or like for Mother's Day or for a birthday or something, like him. Yeah, that does sound familiar giving her i guess I could like shares of shares of the company yeah, yeah that's why they, they got that's why they got divorced <laughs> yeah like, happy happy birthday here's shares of the company that i own and never stop talking about 
Gee, thanks. Yeah, 2018, Kanye. yeah, 2018, Kanye made Kim Kardashian a part owner of Kanye West EV. Um, of course, it doesn't necessarily say how much it is. Yeah. Um, but then also Forbes in an article says that that okay, I, I think they're gonna do a trade. It sounds like Kanye and Kim are gonna just make out with their own properties at the end of the divorce. So mm-hmm. even if Kanye does own some of KKW beauty, it looks like they're gonna separate. <laughs> separate those out this seems like a fair trade mm-hmm. yeah um uh I, so, I, real quick i do hate yeah. those social media posts where they're like oh instead of like flowers i'm getting my wife like equity <laughs> it's like you could do both you know yeah. I mean, he, did, he, did, he didn't get her flowers yeah. it's not 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 in kanye's example because he yeah. just you know goes you're gonna buy top, her a bunch of stock just the llc just twitter the flowers yeah so, 15 bucks like yeah. it's not that much stock <laughs> um so another story that i wanted to talk about so rack boy cam yeah artist i'd never heard of but no. was New jersey awarded... baby edj stand up oh really uh Apparently. he he won 1.7 million dollars in a lawsuit uh for uh every day we lit the song uh which is why and yeah you can't tell me shit. uh and pmb rock so yeah i mean Kind of crazy. So basically, I guess it was significant copyright infringement, which is right. what they were kind of suing over. Have you, I mean, have you listened to the song that yeah. I listened to the it. basis was it. against? Which is called yeah. Everyday Be Lit. Be Lit. Or no, Every Everything Be Lit. Everything. I think. Everything. I don't think it's every day. I think it's Everything Be Lit. I mean, that's it pretty is. close. Very. Yeah. Yeah. The song doesn't actually sound similar at all. No. Oh, it doesn't? No. Oh, so it's really just fundamentally over the... No, it's actually because they didn't show up to the court date. Neither neither YFN Lucci's or PNB Rock showed up. Okay. Showed up to the court date. So, I mean, they they just were... I mean, they just lost. (laughs) But I guess, what, what, like, in terms of, like, truly the grounds of... Like, Like having having a foot to stand on, like, in this conversation is, like, basically saying, like, if I just say the sentence "every day we lit and everything be lit," it sounds that similar that you can yeah, think, make a case there. I mean, like, IP laws seems a little abstract to me, right? Because I mean, on the other hand, you have uh, Pharrell getting cleared of the charge for blurred lines, uh, which did seem honestly pretty close to the was that the Marvin Gaye song or something uh-huh. that, that was suing him. So, I mean, I think it's kind of a case by case basis, um, but I imagine that they're going to appeal this decision. <laughs> now that now that this decision has been made um but yeah i think i mean i think it's ultimately up to the up to the judge right like i mean you know not knowing the judge right it's like maybe this was he was like hurt he's like these are two rap songs they both say lit you know i mean like because the songs like really do not sound you stole it all that like <laughs> i mean every day we lit is a fundamentally better song than oh well that's really not a great yeah song. i mean that's what i'm i was gonna say i never heard of rack boy cam i mean i think the up the up conversation is more interesting than the Cardi B up theft thing is for sure more interesting than this one yeah um, you know so that's the same song yeah those are pretty similar for sure uh but uh shout out to G6 Red Dot who wrote up by Cardi B because he's the homie so <laughs> hopefully they get that worked out I don't know <laughs> um but yeah I don't know I listened to the song not sure what the judge was listening to but it sounds like ultimately the decision was made because they didn't show up to the court date so so we'll see. Maybe yeah. more to come. Um, 
Yeah. And then also speaking of cases in court, and this really doesn't have a whole lot to do with music, except for some of the people that got hacked. But so this teenage kid um, who was like hacking people's Twitter accounts. Yeah, and I feel I like this was, this was like a couple months ago. It was like Jeff Bezos, Elon Musk, Kim and Kanye also. Yep. Um, he like, he hacked their accounts and was just sending random tweets from their accounts, but he's going to jail for three years because yeah. he basically was exploiting people for like hundreds of thousands of dollars of Bitcoin. Good lesson to all the hackers out there. <laughs> I, I wonder how they found him. Dude, right? Like, yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, I don't know. Well, I mean, I, I take that back. You say, oh, I don't know. But it's like, man, you hacked Elon Musk and Jeff Bezos. Like, they're going to find you. Like, I guess. Man. I don't care how good at hacking Twitter accounts you are. Like, they will find you. Yeah. If I they guess. care. Like, if they care. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I, I assume it's just the FBI who actually does the finding, though. Um, I mean, I think that was the point of him doing a Bitcoin. Is, his intention, right, is like if you have the Bitcoin, you exchange it to something else and you cash it out. Then you're clean. Then you should be clean, right? So, I mean, it must have just been the actual, I mean, hacking instance or mistakes were made. Who knows? But, yeah, probably good they caught him. I don't know. It was definitely a weird day. I remember that when Jeff Bezos got hacked. Um, I mean, I feel bad for anyone who's dumb enough to click on the link. That would be a bummer you know like if you see six of your favorite celebrities all tweet the same thing it's like click on this link here for free bitcoin do yeah. not click on it yeah. Yeah. You, have you guys ever looked at the replies to elon musk's twitter because they're all these scams like every single tweet that is there in response is some kind of scam it's like and now because uh, because twitter started auto blocking like the text it's screenshots of the tweet it's just like a blank tweet which is a screenshot of the tweet in response to elon yeah. musk yeah, you know how some of the richest people in the world stay rich? They don't give away free Bitcoin on Twitter. Correct. Like that is the correct answer. <laughs> it's not happening. It's it's not real. Um, so some happy news here. Uh, Lyrical Lemonade just announced two days ago, right? Two days ago. Yeah. That they're coming back with Summer Smash uh, in August. So yeah. festivals on the rise and three days, uh, huh? yeah, three days this year. Which I mean. The first year you went, right? It was one day. And then we went two years ago, obviously got canceled last year and it was two days, but yep. yeah, three days. Reading, reading in the Chicago Tribune, I think it was like the first year they had like 8,500 uh, attendants or whatever, attendees. Uh, the second attendees. year they had like 32,000. And then last year they were projected to have like 65,000 uh, okay. attendees, which is yeah. probably just the two days, but um, or something. I like, think. I think they. I think when we went, they pulled twenty thousand plus each day. Yeah. Chicago, right? Yep. Yeah. But like Coachella, for example, like they don't necessarily report the amount of unique attendees. They just count each day counts. Like every time you scan, it counts as a new attendance. So yeah. like you know, Coachella reports whatever four hundred thousand attendees, right? But the capacity for the park, you know, might be a little less. It's just people coming in every day because uh, it's hard to keep track. I mean, <clears throat> to an extent. Yeah, it would be. Well, I feel like you could do it, but yeah, maybe. I don't know. I mean, people take off wristbands. People fake wristbands. Yeah, well, I guess you throw that. You throw that rush in there. Well, if you throw that in there, then it's probably even more. Right. Probably is more. I mean, so yeah. I mean, summer smash there probably more people <laughs> in there than than you bought tickets. <laughs> to be honest with you, but great event. Definitely excited. Hopefully, make it back this year. You know, <laughs> see what happens in the next. Yeah. For months, I guess. A lot could happen. But I mean, it seems like, I mean, there's a couple of festivals that are locked and loaded, right? There's 
Uh, the one in Salt Lake City, whose name escapes me, but they just announced Post Malone as their headliner. Um, so that seems, and he lives there, I guess, so that makes sense. That seems like it could be cool. Um, and then, God, there's one other one that's been announced. Outside Land, I think Outside Lands. You're right. That's what it was. Uh, just went on sale, and I think it's already sold out. But... I'm sure it is. That lineup looks yeah. sick. Is that in the summer? Too? Yeah, I think that's in July. I think it was October. October. Okay. Yeah. That'd be really cold. It's in October, but you think? Um, San Francisco? Yeah, it'll be like 50s. Be pretty cold for a music festival. Probably raining. Raining, yeah. Not great. A little muddy. Um, I went to Pitchfork in Chicago when it rains once, like 2014. It was when Vic Mensa was playing and Isla McConan. It was sick. Um, Mm -hmm. And it poured and it was so gnarly in that park. Like, and it was actually crazy because um, so they let people in in the morning and then it rained in the middle of the day. So they had to evacuate because it flooded. And then they let people back in at 6 p.m. But because you can't scan like a ticket master ticket twice, you know, and it, you could only buy day tickets then, they just anyone who showed up with a copy like of a ticket could go in without it being scanned. So everyone was just photocopying them. And it was like, I mean, it was insane. Like it was still soaked through, like it was muddy everywhere. Like I remember for Vic Mensa, we we're all just covered in mud. We're like, wow, this is so gross. Well, it's hard um, to avoid, like, yeah, like the those festival grounds just not getting absolutely muddy anyways especially when there's like two times capacity though yeah (laughs) i mean it's just an absolute mess um but definitely looking forward to going back to a festival sometime soon i think new york city opens uh is opening music venues in next week shut up yeah like what capacity uh you just can't you can have 100 indoors well that's a good question so it's 100 indoors 250 outdoors and then but if you test you can have 300 indoors 500 outdoors Ooh. like if you test at the entrance or whatever like if you have rapid testing cool. um so i and i really think it's really for broadway right like it's really for the musicals to kind of get back into action um but uh but i'm curious to see what happens for everything else well i mean because the musical is already here so it's like i mean yeah no venues booked concerts for i mean for april in new york city you know like i mean maybe some did but you're not going to break even with a hundred cap venue for booking anyone above like a artist a local artist i feel like unless you're charging like you know 150 dollars a ticket <laughs> Which you I mean, probably might be able to. Maybe. I mean, imagine that, like, you know, there, like, almost every venue in New York City is at least a thousand, right? So imagine that you would normally be paying an artist like thirty thousand dollars to play a thousand cap venue, right? Maybe fifteen thousand dollars to play a thousand cap venue. It's fifteen dollars a ticket to break even, not counting the cost of security, you know, lights and shit. And then now you can only let in a hundred people. It's like okay, well, everything goes up by ten. So it's like that that art that artist who maybe goth babe, right? Who's pretty cool goes from being a $30 ticket to like a $300 ticket, which I like goth babe, but I'm not going to pay, you know, so I'm curious to see how they handle it. <laughs> but musicals, man, for Hamilton, you could charge like 2000 bucks for a ticket. No yeah. one would even trip. So. Yeah. Well, I bet they're going to, they're going to give it a shot. They're going to do it. <laughs> I'm kind of um, all right. Well, I'll, uh, I'll bring us in the nightcap here. So little bit of a uh, business news as we like to report on those sorts of things here to to close it out uh microsoft is uh looking to purchase discord and and you know nothing on the table yet but kind of you know the number that's been floated around is uh over 10 billion dollars yeah it's crazy um i mean discord is such a staple of like small communities and like gaming and i mean kenny beats is has one of the most popping discords in the game right like would be very bizarre if this became a Microsoft product, you know. It, it yeah, <laughs> would be concerning probably. I mean, because it's like, is it is it like the Xbox in them that wants to buy it, right? Because maybe that's interesting, right? Because 
and like cool. sponsor stream like streaming kind yeah, of stuff through xbox much. and yeah or is it the like microsoft office team that wants to buy discord because they want it to be a slack competitor yeah or, two yeah it's very yeah. different reasons to purchase discord's just going to become microsoft teams i truly can you imagine like i mean it's crazy because discord is a better slack like a better product compete with slack than teams in my opinion teams is like 80 percent of the way there but uh but yeah i mean it would suck to uh <laughs> suck for that to happen i think but we'll see i mean it, it says that they're still interested in just going public independently you know which i think would be an interesting idea but man it's crazy that these companies that two years ago well, probably like nine months ago were like niche products for gamers yeah. are going for like 10 billion dollars <laughs> it's a lot of money <clears throat> it's the pandemic squeeze man I mean, they, they like tripled their user base in the last like year, which makes yeah. sense. But uh, you guys see Roblox? Roblox, uh, Roblox IPO? Oh, no. They IPO'd two weeks ago. And it's like valued now at like $44 billion. <laughs> no, like we should make Roblox, dude. <laughs> what are we doing here? Like, let's all go home, like take a computer science crash course and build some kind of like Minecraft thing and sell it for $40 billion. Damn. <clears throat> Yeah, no, that'd be good work if we could get it. You're right. Yeah. We should just do it. We should just do it. All right. On that note, this will be our last podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we're going to have to take a break from this real quick. We're all, we have to sacrifice this time to learn how to code a mindless video game. Put your suggestions in the comments. Well, you know, last, the last note on, I watched on uh, Netflix, there's this League of Legends documentary about the founders, like the founders of League Legend, like hired a documentary maker to follow them since like college all the way until like last year. And then they like released all the footage. And it turns out these guys went to USC, which I did not know. But these two dudes did not know how to code. They just hired, they like, they're like, all right, like there's this video game that's like really popular. Like we're gonna hire coders, make a knockoff of it and then give it away for free. <laughs> and I mean, they're both worth $265 million now. So, I mean, it's not a bad strategy. I mean, that's, I mean, not a bad strategy, but just like a, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. My brain just does not work like that where I would ever think like, yo, we could do this and it could be crazy. Yeah. You never know, man. Leave that's a comment below. I'm not worth, that's probably why I'm <laughs> yeah. not worth $265 million. So if there's anyone out there who knows yeah. how to code and wants to make me rich, please yeah. let us know. Please uh, leave your contact information below, business card, mail it to me respond to our newsletter, whatever it takes, man, we're, uh, we're available. Um, and on that note, I think that caps off uh, the bank course podcast for this week. Got all, yeah, please, <laughs> please send us money apparently. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, thanks for listening. Uh, we're stake worldwide at stake worldwide on Instagram, Twitter, you know, search us in the podcast store podcast app. Um, and uh, yeah, stay tuned. See you next Thursday. Peace. Peace. Yeah.